there's this little girl crying. Can I take him to this movie? Do I need to prepare him for it ahead of time? I didn't. He was fine with it. He was okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he was okay. I was the one in tears. <laughs> so wait, so you cried. That I wasn't even thinking about that. I was thinking about the actual scenes between the father and daughter, not just some random kid. Yeah, no, those of- those choked me up. I mean, it just, the whole, I guess the whole thing just, I don't know. It caught me in a, a place. Like, I, it was my first day off. I had, the work week, like, this whole <laughs> season had been, like, stressful. I think it was a release. I think there was some release happening, too. Okay. Well, okay. Let me ask you this. Now, I will say at the very end, like, the whole end was a complete surprise to me. I didn't know any of that was happening. And when, spoiler alert, and when Leia turns around and it's like, it like looks like Leia, yeah. like, and she says that thing about like, it, 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 we have hope now. Or, yeah. Or we All she it. says is I, hope. I will say hope. I, it, it gave, I will say it got a little dusty in the theater. Yeah. But not straight out crying. Did, did that part affect you at all? Yeah. And I, I had figured out that that was, I mean, obviously, I mean, I knew I didn't know – listen, I didn't know anything about Leia being in the film. But right. as soon as they started going that direction and that thing, that little – I don't know what – Baron, you probably know the type of ship that it was. But It was the Tanta V4. Okay, thank you. As soon as we go into there, I knew we were going to see Princess Leia. I <laughs> thought we were just going to see her from behind and not yeah. like her face. But when I saw her face, like I, it was streaming down my, my, my <laughs> face. And I knew I don't. It was just the whole the whole movie had me sobbing like a little baby. I don't know why. I honestly don't know why. <laughs> oh, See, man. I had I had heard rumor that, and there's speculation that it's going to run right up to the start of Episode Four, and I right. it had gone away from that. And I thought like, oh, they're not going to do it. And then, like, even when Vi- when Vader's just walking down that corridor and just wrecking everyone and such a awesome. great scene just yeah. that was awesome watching him completely unleashed like that still so, like it didn't connect to me that they're on like they're the guys the the rebel soldiers are trying to run to the tanta v4 and then they get on the ship and it takes off I'm like oh okay roll credits and then you see them carrying the thing to princess lands like yeah. oh they are gonna do it and she turns around she says hope i think they lifted that hope from Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. I think they oh. lifted that. She says more than hope, doesn't she? No. The, like they, I, I they say the No, she they, says the whole thing. No, somebody says, what's that? And she all she says is hope. That She says one word. Oh, I, uh, maybe, I don't know. I thought well, she was what, saying what, like a you, whole thing. No. You, were, you couldn't even hear, your, hear through the sobbing. No, I was sure. crying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean... However long it took them to do that animation and get it in there and stuff like that, well, like you know, transfer whatever they did, yeah. it was unbelievable. Are you kidding? That CGI... took no time next to Governor Tarkin. No, yeah, he, but who cares about uh, that? Now he was CGI the whole time. Oh, really? Yes, he's the dead. Whole thing. He looked. Yep. I will say. I will say there was a moment where I thought he looked kind of CGI, but I just passed it off. It was, it was just, I mean, my, my sight was blinded the whole time. <laughs> well, you saw in 3D too, right, Brady? I saw it, yeah, in 3D, IMAX 3D. Oh, okay. 
see, I saw it. I saw it in IMAX, like the seventy millimeter IMAX. Um, like I was at one of the theaters, the thirteen theaters in the country or whatever that had it. Right. And um, you could tell, like, as soon as you see his face, you're like, oh, that's totally CGI'd. But you just got, I just got used to it or something. Like it didn't, like when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's CGI. And then after that, like it, to me, it didn't see it. I didn't see any kind of difference. Right. See, I saw it in Amish Nickelodeon powered by a candle. So it looked great right. to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, well I, so here, Baron, my first question for you. This is yes. my first question. So the very end, like the last 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever, um, First of all, probably one of the best sequences like ever in film, um, if you ask me. You just see, as soon as Vader's lightsaber goes on and he starts tearing the place up. Um, so he's running through the, like, they're, he's basically going through the ship. Is that the ship that Leia's on or is that a different ship? No, that was the, uh, that was the flagship that... Um... That was the rebel flagship for that battle. Uh, so there's a line a couple couple minutes earlier where he says somebody tells him the rebel flagship's disabled, and he says, "You know, gather a boarding party." So right. they're on that ship, and then Leia's ship is docked inside that one. Okay. So that that yeah. door that they're trying to get open that's kind of like the the door into Leia's ship, right. and then that's like Vader's standing there at the dock. Shaking his fist as Leia's he's, ship gets. You know what? I, you know what annoys me about Darth Vader? He's just constantly just kind of like standing there, being like, "Oh man, I just missed it." <laughs> like he just misses everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. He's always just kind of being like, "Oh darn!" Like I yeah. it just missed it. Happens in Empire on uh, on Hoth as the Millennium Falcon's taken off. He's yeah. just there. He just misses everything. <laughs> and you know what? It it makes sense because the Hayden Christensen like portray, portrayal of Anakin like just makes that like I don't know. It makes it more believable to me. I can't even. I honestly, I haven't seen those movies for such a long time. Like I've seen the the third the three movies, the middle three movies or whatever. Uh, a New Hope. Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. I've seen those movies combined a million times. Right. The prequels I've seen once each. That's it. Me too. Um. So I don't really, I don't really remember what happened in the, the prequels. I just know that Anakin's a sorry sap all the time. Yeah. And he just brings it into Darth yeah. Vader. So anyway, so Baron, so getting back to, so how much time elapsed elapsed from the time that Vader's standing there shaking his fist? To when he actually, when they catch up to that, the the ship, Leia's like ship. How, how long does it take him to get back to his shuttle that boarded on the on the Rebel flagship? Get back to his star destroyer, jump into hyperspace, and catch them over Tatooine. Like it's right there. Oh, so it is. It is not not like a couple days, like a week later. It is literally he's on their ass like right away. Yeah, I mean, there's we don't know how long hyperspace jumps take or things like that, but yeah, the the next thing he does is get in his star destroyer and chase him. Like he doesn't okay. go back to his fortress of solitude, right, right. far or anything like that. Which that was awesome. That sequence, seeing him, just seeing that, like that was a Ralph McQuarrie um, concept art for Return of the Jedi. Like they're oh. supposed to go to his fortress for Return of the Jedi, yeah. and. Um, 
so they 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 ran that back for for Rogue One. That was that was really cool to see that, and just him in the back of the tank. That was. Well, you had mentioned this before, though. I thought Vader's costume was like really shoddy. Like, oh yeah, it's the terrible. helmet didn't even look like it fit right. Like, it was weird. See, here's here's my hypothesis on this. Like, there's so much you hear everybody say. Oh, if it's not Peter Mayhew in the Chewbacca costume, it's it's not Chewbacca. If it's not Anthony Daniels in C-3PO, it's not C-3PO. Right. Nobody says that about David Prowse. Yeah. And I I think it's because Lucasfilm and David Prowse hate each other. They just ah. hate each other. They just do not get along because Lucas accuses Prowse of giving away the. I am your father bit from empire and all that um, beforehand. Uh, so there's just this massive falling out there and they'll throw anybody in that suit. And I think they got some like Vader's tall, like he's yeah. six, yeah. six. So they got some guy that's really tall. He's got to be broad in the shoulders and he's got this big thick neck. So you can't fit a snug helmet on that. And yeah, it, I, I, yeah, it, does not look good. Whose voice was Vader's? Because it no, it was James Earl Jones. Was it? Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't find the voice convincing. Well, he's older. I, I guess. Mean, yeah. Young. It was. It's him now speaking. So right. you've got the older, you know, tone to it. I don't know. I thought that whole thing was cool. I, so okay. So how? So it happened. Everything happened so fast. How did they get word to Obi Wan Kenobi that this was going to like? happen like there's a scene that kind of alludes to there didn't the whole leia's doing that yeah that's leia's job that's what he said okay. he said i know i have somebody mind that I, in mind that i totally trust or whatever who was that guy okay Baron? that was uh that was bail organa that yeah. was uh leia's adoptive father right so that's when you knew he was going to get in touch with obi-wan okay all right all right yeah, I I, just, I sometimes get confused about the whole like what what, what things are happening at what time. Here's I my do question. like the best part. Okay, go ahead. My question is this: Why? Okay, and and again, this is talking a little bit to the the uh, episode one, I guess, with the pod racing and how like all the aliens are better pod racers than humans because their reactions are better. Why are all the people flying the planes humans if the aliens are better i don't know i don't have an answer <laughs> like everybody flying one of those planes crashing into things yeah. are are humans when specifically they said anakin was a good pod racer because he had used the force or whatever but all other humans stink at flying yeah so why do where are the pilots always humans? Why would you not get all the other creatures in the in the solar system to fly your planes? Here's a here's another thing that bothers me. So Admiral Akbar, right? He's in like a crazy. First of all, he's got glass. Like his whole front of the ship is glass. Wait, like that, that wasn't. To me doesn't seem like yeah, that wasn't Akbar. That wasn't Admiral Akbar. It wasn't. No. No. Um, it was the same species. I know they all look like Brian, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. Was, uh, <laughs> so uh, he was a Mon Cal. What was the name like? Rasha, something like that. But he he dies. That's why I can't be Akbar. Like he, 
that that rebel flagship gets destroyed, he dies. So, yeah. so Akbar's not in it at all. Well, anyway, so but any it's the same it's the same setup. That ship is this. It's the worst ship setup. They're in it. He's in a chair that just rocks back and forth constantly. He's like throwing them everywhere. He can't get a stabilized chair. They can they they know how to go through hyperspace. This guy has a chair that's like on wheels. He's moving it. Like he's controlling that. He's controlling the chair so he He can see the entire battle. But it looks like he's just like some sort of like like a rag doll on top of this chair. Like I just don't. I think I think he could get a better chair. Is all I'm saying. Like something with like back support or something. What what ship did he say that he wanted to get? He said something like my Corvette Stingray or something. What was that? No, the Hammerhead. Yeah, get the hammerhead. That was the ship that ran into the Star Destroyer and pushed the Star Destroyer into the other Star Destroyer. Yeah. Is a hammerhead Corvette is what I think is what Oh, I'm it. like, why why is he getting a freaking Corvette steering? I mean, that's a great car, but not gonna do you any good. <laughs> no that's a hammerhead. And I think that was just a way to get more Legos made or something. Like I think any ship could have like you can't tell me they have a specifically designed it's like, oh great, we brought it's called a hammerhead. It's called a hammerhead. Why else would you need that in a space? To hammer, to hammer into another thing. How often does that come up? I don't know, but they designed a ship for it. I it, well, yeah. The hammerhead Corvette was in the uh, was in the Rebels animated series. It did make an appearance there before. Did they do the same thing? It ran into something. See, it's a hammerhead. It just seems stupid to have a, a, a space vehicle because a, a space vehicle, a spaceship, must be so expensive. You're making it just to run into things to be like it was highly effective. Yeah, but anything could have done. I mean, it's space, right? So, like, anytime you hit something one way, it's going to go that way. You don't need to hit it that hard, right, Baron? Is this physics that I'm thinking about? Well, I mean, it depends how fast you want it to go and how quickly you want it to get where it's going to go. Like, you can run into it and then just go away, or if you run into it and you keep applying the thrusters and put the sublight engines to maximum speed. That's when you're going to get it to move and accelerate and get where you want it, get it where you want it to go. Well, Baron is like a, a phys- he's an actual phys- physics teacher and he's like also in this world of science fiction <laughs> trying to convince me that this is happening. Well, in any case, I, I, the best, I, the, what I really enjoyed was the, um, how they came out of hyperspace, like just like popping up. That was everywhere. awesome. Yeah. That was super cool. Yeah. They, they've done a lot of cool things, but that and this actually talks to some of my problems with the movie in that, um, like I didn't need like the first hour, I think. Like, I think you could have cut an hour out of this movie and been fine. There was a lot of like going to all these different places like all of a sudden we were at this planet and then we went to this planet and then we went to this planet and they were like those subtitles. I didn't like the subtitles. I kind of missed the crawl a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't get the Star Wars yeah. crawl. Yeah. I can I see why they didn't do it and I understand it, but I kind of missed it. And then the subtitle thing was bugging me. I love the subtitles. I I love the planet hopping. I just like I just like that. I I want to know where I am. I want to know which what planet this is. Is there bouncing back and forth? The thing I did like about it was that it was that like it was kind of a bridge between the crappy, you know, prequels one, two, three, 
um, where they were like all over the galaxy, everywhere, and everything was like fancy and big. This was like that kind of like in between stage of like the galaxy is still big, but yet we're narrowing it down a little bit, and you can see like how ruined everything was. Like the yeah. big fancy cities were now kind of like slummy kind of things. It was. Yeah. I, I thought that was really nice. Yeah, but the, I think the whole sequence with um, Forrest Whitaker, like who's that that dude? Uh, Saul Guerrero is the character's name. Yeah, I didn't need that. Like Baron, is there like a backstory there as why he's important, or is it was it just like filler? Well, originally the way the the way the script is written, he was just some guy that like he's a he's a radicalized rebel who doesn't really work with the Rebel Alliance anymore, but he's connected to Galen Erso, who was the the architect of the Death Star and all that. And right. so he's the guy that they need to that's how they get the the Jin Erso connection, all that. But then somewhere in the writing process they said, Oh, let's connect it to this character from the Clone Wars animated series. So Saul Guerrera as a young um as like a teenager was fighting alongside the Jedi against the Separatists in the Clone Wars. Um and then he just kept fighting the rest of his life. I heard rumor that um well no, they they showed it. They've shown screenshots that he's gonna be in an episode of Rebels later this uh later this year, kind of in that whole suit and everything, all grown right. up like the way he is now. Um so like he was a I guess he was kind of as in the storytelling, he was just a tool to get the message from Galen Urso to his daughter. Yeah, I, I just I, for me it was just a little bit. I mean, the movie's in what two and a half hours long. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a long movie. Well, that's because you had to pee the entire time. I only had to pee. Like I, the the worst was there was a space. You're trying to cut the on. movie just so you can pee. Yes. Look, it's I shouldn't have to be in physical pain when I watch a movie. Like two and a half hours is a long time to do anything without peeing. God, how often do you get up in the middle of the night? Well, I can sleep. I guess I can sleep for longer. <laughs> okay. What battle did you miss to pee? It was I. I peed at two hours in because I was like, "Look, it's two hours in. There's a space battle happening. I'm going to have to pee at some point. I don't want to pee at the end." These are all things that I'm thinking about right. as I'm trying to enjoy the movie. So, like, when, as soon as about an hour, an hour and a half in, I'm thinking to myself, "Okay, I've got to find a spot where I can pee." Because I know I'm not going to be able to make the whole time, right? So I'm like, okay, an hour and a half in, I've got to find a good spot to pee. Nothing's coming up. So then I get to be about two hours, and I'm like, okay, I might be able to hold it, or I might not be able to hold it. But I don't want to leave, you know, at the very end, because something good's going to happen at the end. Right. I don't know what, but something will. So it's like a space battle. Like, space battles are cool, but usually it's just space battles. There's nothing like plot wise that I'm going to miss. It was basically at the point where they're grabbing the plant, like they're climbing up that thing in the middle of that tower to get the plans for the death star. And then they're shooting, you know, they're not, they're shooting, but they're, they're also panning back to the battle scene, yeah. trying to get in. Cause the gates are, the that, was a cool, that was a cool segment, man. I know I had to pee. I had to run out. And as I'm running, first of all, I'm running out the doors and there's two doors that you have to get out of. And the door shuts behind me, and the first thing I think of is, oh, great, I'm locked out. And, I, <laughs> and so, like, I had to, like, run back and, like, pull on it so the doors – I was good. 
And then I'm in the museum because this is the museum that I'm at. I'm watching this in the IMAX museum. It's the big screen. And like there's just people all around because it's Santa Claus too at the museum. So there's people and kids all around. And I've got this look of panic horror on my face. Like I don't know where the bathrooms are. So I'm just like running around. They're nowhere cl close, by the way. So I'm like running down this hallway and I find bathrooms just for like babies or something. It's like the mother's bathroom. And I'm just, it doesn't even, I don't even care. Like it's the only bathroom I can find. I'm in the bathroom. I'm running in as a mother and her child are like coming out. Right. Hit the bathroom, run back through all this maze of people. And I don't even go back to my seat. I just sit down like to the closest seat to the Wait. door. You didn't miss the um, the part where they it's the 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 force is with me. I'm with the force or whatever. When the dude goes and uh, no, I saw that guy. part. Okay, I saw that part. Yeah. Did you miss the death of death? Uh, the the death of Red Five. Who I might have missed the death of Red Five. I don't remember Red Five dying. So this is like I didn't catch this the first time around, but I caught it. Well, actually, buddy pointed out at school, but Luke's call sign in A New Hope is he's Red Five. Oh. So they're in the dogfight above Scarif, and they're talking to Red Five. Red Five says, I need help. I need help. And he gets shot down. So all of a sudden, Red Five's open for Luke. <laughs> oh, okay. That's interesting. Was Hey, was um, who's that guy, that fat Chubbs, chubby guy? Who's the Porkins. Porkins, yeah. Was he in the No, movie? I was disappointed Porkins was not in it. I kept – I was looking for him because they, they rolled back – like they brought back um, – Red leader and gold leader, like footage that they didn't use for A New Hope. They were using that in uh, in Rogue One. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. So that's how they – like that's how they got these guys that – I don't know. They might be dead now. I mean that was shot four yeah. years ago. I also liked um, – I liked there were female pilots too. That was pretty cool I thought. There's so rumor that um, the – the pilot that shoots the ion bomb that sends the sparks all over the Star Destroyer, uh, people are saying that's the um, that's one of the female characters from Rebels that stuck around. So th they they've got a lot of there's a lot of tie in, a lot of continuity stuff with the other properties that they have for Star Wars right now. They're doing a when lot you, to make things uh, continuous. When you talk that. about Rebels, what do you talk about? Re like, is that an animated series? Yeah, it's an animated oh, okay. series on uh, Disney XD. Okay, so. Here's here's one thing I wanted to talk to you about, Baron, because you're the expert. There was one scene in the very beginning. Um, what's her face and the other guy? I'm bad with names, by the way. I don't know if you know this. The main character. Who's the girl? The main so character. Jin. So Jin. Jin and that Cassian guy. Yeah. They're like walking in the uh, old city, the old temple, and they bump into those guys. The uh, from yeah. Doctor Evazan and Pando Baba, yeah. right? Yeah, and so and they say like basically the same thing, and he's like, "Hey, we don't want any trouble." And so I was like, "Hey, man, I got that. Like, that's a that's something I got. Like, I got the in joke with that." Um, what other? There must be more in jokes that I completely missed. There was <laughs> one series, especially like there's when they're at the um, island with the huge tower. Uh, Scar, Scara, Scarif? Scarif. Scarif. They're at Scarif, and um, there's a bunch of stormtroopers, like, walking around, and one says to the other, like, hey, did you hear we finally got the new upgrade thing? Right. Like, yeah, I that, was, that must uh, have been a joke, but I didn't, I didn't get it. 
that was uh, Luke's talking – when Luke tries to sell Speeder, he says ever since the whatever model number it is came out, these just aren't in demand anymore. That's what they're talking about. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's it. It, okay. it might be a – it might be a reference to the conversation that the stormtroopers are having on the Death Star when uh, Obi-Wan's creeping around and he makes the sound so they all turn away. There's some other – it might be a reference to that conversation mm-hmm. too. I'm not sure. You know what I liked? I liked when all the – whenever the ships like took off into – you know, go to out of the planet, they had the dude on the tower like sitting there like watching. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. – uh- like in Jedi, I think it was Jedi where they yeah, saw that yeah. a lot. I kind of like that. So, but Baron, what what other like Easter egg type things that I completely miss? Um, did you catch the blue milk in uh, in the Urso's kitchen? No, I didn't see any blue I, milk. I, I saw that they lingered there, but I didn't. I didn't get why. So on on Tatooine, Luke when he's with uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru, he he drinks blue milk like out of a. Um, it's like an old Tupperware cup, yeah. Seemingly, so he's got um. So, but there was a uh, a jar of blue milk on the uh, on the table in the Urso's kitchen. All right, that's a good one. I like that one. So, um, some of the other ones, uh, Blue Squadron being in the battle above Scarif. Origin in the original script for Star uh, for A New Hope for Star Wars, it wasn't Red Squadron; it was Blue Squadron. But they had to change it. Because you can't paint blue markings on X-Wings and put the X-Wings in front of a blue screen. It doesn't work. So they changed oh. it to Red Squadron. So they brought, Bruce, brought Blue Squadron back. They all got destroyed. Um, so that's why they're not at uh, not at Yavin. See, that's, that's great. I like how they do kind of retrofit some of these things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the whole joke with the Death Star has always been like, why the heck do you make this thing where all you have to do is just like, like poke at it and it like explodes, like the whole thing explodes. Well, now we know, right? right. I mean, it's like they does the guy designed it to to blow up that. That way. was nice. I like that story. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it like, makes sense. Guy forced against his will to be working for it, so, and like his, I like the the explanation he gave, like. They're going to figure it out without me, so I'm going to yeah. outsmart them by working for them, and yeah. I'm going to build this flaw into it. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. So anything else, Baron? Any other Easter eggs? There's a lot of stuff about Rebels. Uh, different characters walking around in the background. There's an audio Easter egg where um, in the uh, the Rebel base on Yavin 4, like they call for um, – they page General Sindula, which is a character from – she's the main character in Rebels. Okay. Um, the one droid from Rebels is in there. Uh, oh, that droid was awesome. The uh, the reprogrammed. Oh, K two S O. Yeah, it's another part where I was bawling my eyes out. Oh, when the when the droid was dying. Yeah, I freaking lost. I lost it. <laughs> oh man! I'm telling you, man. Anything in that movie made me freaking cry. I don't know what the heck was my problem, man. And the and the thing was like, I mean, this is the thing you guys know. I told it to you, but like, everybody, I, I was kind of nervous because everybody in the theater thought I was Mike Williams from the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like feeling embarrassed because like I gotta like I'm gotta hold myself together because people are gonna right. be like that Mike Williams man. Yeah. So. Oh, that is that is I I I didn't realize the extent 
of of what was going on with you. I, you need a vacation, man. I guess I need a vacation. I mean, the whole the whole day started weird with the Mike Williams thing. When <laughs> I mean, I get there I get there super early because it was a nine thirty show. But you don't look like Mike Williams. There's well, nothing. That's but that's not the problem. The problem isn't I don't look like Michael Williams. The problem is one of my students mistook me one of my old students mistook me for mike williams and i did not have a chance to correct him <laughs> mike williams teaches with me i te- and he teaches acting right and so this kid was a student of ours and i you know i recognize him right away i go up right. and i say i say hey hey hi hi how's it going and his name's his name's michael right and right. so he goes to me he says Hey, hi, Mike. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm not, I didn't know who he was talking about, but I'm like, oh, he just introduced himself. Right. You know, hey, hi, hi, I'm Mike, right? Yeah. So I'm like, cool, that's great. And so I was, I was about to say, yeah, you know, you know, talk some stuff to him. And, and he turns yeah. to everyone there. Now there's not, it's 930. So there's not a lot of people there, right. but he goes to all his coworkers and everybody else in the theater. He's like, Hey guys, this is Mike Williams. He was in the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> he taught me how to act. Before See, that I could makes do anything. so much more sense. So, so now I'm in a theater where I'm like everybody's looking at me because this was announcement that I'm Mike Williams in the Blair Witch Project, right? And I taught this kid how to act. Right. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, it's true. I don't, I don't think there's a way to get out of that situation. So I just had to go for it, man. I just right. had to go for it like, okay, <laughs> this is my role now. But the problem was I couldn't – I go into the theater. The theater's pitch black. It hasn't right. started yet. It's not on. So now I'm like, I can't go out there again and tell anybody because I don't want to be like – I don't want to meet the guy again and try to have to explain myself. I don't want anybody else to be like, oh, this Mike Williams guy is causing trouble telling right like the whole this whole thing the whole thing started right because like why would you go out and be like oh hey i know five minutes have passed since we said hello but i'm not really mike williams right you can't do it after that it's like oh uh, by the way i'm not mike williams he you know i'm he made a mistake i teach with mike williams it's the same thing i'm not any anybody really um hey can you turn the theater on please because (laughs) it's you can't do it man Right. So my whole day just kind of got shook up. Like I was in a weird place. Right. And then, you know, I'm watching Star Wars and, you know, I just start crying. And anytime they said, like, the Force or the Force be with you, I'm, like, in tears. I don't know why. I don't know what was going on. I think, the, I think the other thing was the Dunkirk trailer. Did you see that trailer? Holy crap, Yes. That trailer was one of the best trailers I've ever seen in my life, and it just got me. It just got me going that way of like th- everybody's gonna die, just like everybody's gonna die, because I, I, I knew everybody's say- gonna die in this movie. This mo- this thing starts it with these heroic rescues. Like I'm getting all like into like this military like bravery kind of thing and well, like wait, putting their see- life on the line. I don't know what happened to me. I don't know. Well, hold on, hold on. Did you see the first? Did you see a trailer? Or did you see the first six minutes? Oh, I don't. I don't know if it was the first. It might have been the first six minutes. I don't know. It. Everything ended. I don't know how. What the trailer? The trailer ended when, um, uh, Bane Bane's plane 
just ran out of gas. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So so what? So it was described to me, and we I saw it when they projected it. It was in full. I like it was the full two story IMAX. Uh, it like filled the entire screen. Yeah, that was yeah me too. And it was like, it was like the entire. There's like nothing that happens, really. But you're the entire time. I'm like ready to like throw up. Like it is so intense. Yeah, it was insane. It was great. Baron, did you see it? No, I got uh, trailers for Transformers and Guardians of the Galaxy two. That's oh. uh, those are the trailers that I got. Those aren't bad trailers, but I'm telling you, this Dunkirk thing, I, it was it so was intense, atmospheric. Man. It was so, it was an, it was like the most intense thing I've ever seen, and it was six minutes of just like dudes just standing around. Well, and there was a couple airplanes. It was insane. It was it was so well done. I mean, if it's the beginning of the movie, it's fine. If it's a trailer, it's unbelievable. Like yeah. it was so well done. I I I, I highly Baron. What you have to do is see this, see Star Wars again, but find one that's showing the first six minutes of <laughs> no Baron. Don't do it because you will cry like a baby for the rest of the day. I mean, like I, I look. I'm. I'm now going to admit something that I wasn't going to admit, but every time they said the force, I kind of got a little choked up. (laughs) Dude, because they weren't saying it like, listen, the first couple movies or whatever, I felt like Han Solo when everybody was talking about the force, right? Right. They were all like, oh, the force, whatever, blah, blah, may the force be with you. It's the most corniest thing you'll ever say. Yeah. But in like this case, I was like, First of all, like everybody's gonna die. Like when they say the force be with you, I feel like they meant it, man. Like yeah. it was it was had more meaning for some reason. I'm telling you, and I agree. I think it had something to do with the Dunkirk like trailer yes. because yeah, I'm telling I think you so like, too. it was like to- I was like so amped and like so frazzled from that trailer. Like with, at, the first time they said like the fo- they mentioned the force, <laughs> seriously, I was like oh <laughs> I was like Oh my god! I think I'm gonna cry. Like I had no idea why. Like I had no idea why. There were but parts like, in the crazy. film where I like literally tears were streaming down my face, and I was convulsing trying to keep my shit together. Man. <laughs> like seriously. <laughs> and all they had to do was say like like rebel or like force or right. you know a little girl, and I was done, man. Right. Right. Yeah. How did you even handle Chirrut like walking across the battlefield over towards that master switch? I couldn't handle it, man. I could not handle <laughs> what, it. What would I'm you have done you. if he had reached out his hand and flips the switch okay. with the force? I thought he was going to do that. I that would have been really cool. Was. No, it's better that there was no. It's better that there was no force used. There was enough force used by not, you know, protecting him through that walk. That's yeah, all that yeah, needed. I, I can see that. Plus the fact that like the what I really liked is that there were no lightsabers until Vader, yeah. and again that that sequence was like unbelievable, like it was great. Like as soon as that lightsaber comes on, like I'm not crying at this point, um, but like I was like this is awesome, and he just mows. I mean he just goes to work. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it was, it was. I mean I don't want to be rooting for the, you know for Vader, but like. It was pretty cool. That whole sequence was cool. See, this kind of begs the question. I was thinking about this today. Like, he just wrecks all of those rebel soldiers. 
why isn't he doing that when he gets on Vader when he gets on Leia's ship? And why isn't he doing that to Obi Wan on the Death Star? Like he's fighting like an old man. It's three weeks after he just yeah takes out all those guys and he's fighting. Oh, like he it's like he lowers himself to Obi Wan's abilities. He, he plays down to Obi Wan in that battle. I mean, I think I think he knew the entire time that he was going to kill Obi Wan. I mean, I think that, like, I think that they just knew. I mean, well, he, doesn't he clearly, say, like, he knew if he struck him down, everything was going to be strong. He was going to make everybody stronger. And he did it anyway. He knew he had to. He knew that it was his destiny that he had it was going to do it. Well, so, o- yeah, Obi-Wan says that. If you strike me down, I should become more powerful. Than you yeah, and he does that. it anyway because he I, knows. I think he was just going through the motions. I mean, here's this old man who's just kind of like, literally just kind of hacking at it. So you think he's toying with him? I do. I think he was just kind of deflecting everything, not paying any, it it was like no big deal. And then finally he's like, I guess I got to do this thing. You know what I mean? Like, and he just takes him down. Okay. I'll buy that. But he should have wrecked some more people in the, in, in new hope when he comes through those doors. Yeah. He should have wrecked more people in that, in that scene. Well, I guess he did kind of, pick up the captain of the ship by the throat and <laughs> throw him across the hall. That's true. That's true. Oh. All right. Well, I think let's wrap this up unless you got anything else. Uh, you guys know they, uh, they announced a sequel date for, uh, for Rogue One. Release date for the sequel. What? What was this, a joke? Yeah, it's got to be. So what's the May joke? 25th, 1977. <laughs> oh, very good. Thanks, man. Wait, did you have you seen uh, um, the uh, there's a Tumblr, I think a Tumblr account where like it's scenes from A New Hope and it's like uh, and it's a guy like speculating what the new sequel to Rogue One is going to be about. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll have to find that for you and send it to you. All right. All right. That's the shot cast for this week. I'm Brady. I'm Brian. I'm Baron. Hold fast. <laughs> Oh! <laughs>